Welcome to the Truth Must Be Told podcast. I have covered many subjects and will continue to bring you quality podcasts to give you some hope in this uncertain world. If you've missed any episodes, you can go to thetruthmustbetold.org and you will find the link for anchor.fm, which will allow you to listen to previous podcasts absolutely free. It's free to visit the site and free to listen. While you're there, consider hitting that support button and help this ministry to continue to be free and a blessing to many. Thank you for your support and for joining me here on The Truth Must Be Told. Terrible news from the Midwest today. Tornadoes devastated many towns. Well, we'll be looking at it on The Truth Must Be Told. Stand by. He's just ignorant. He doesn't know any better than to tell the truth. It's the truth. I just want to report the truth. It'd be a nice change of pace. When in doubt, tell the truth. And when I tried to tell the truth, and they kicked me off the air. You can't handle the truth. And now, speaking the truth, even though it hurts. Here's the host of The Truth Must Be Told, Sal Passos. And hello, welcome to the Saturday program. And I just want to remind you folks once again that I will only be doing podcasts on Tuesdays and um, Saturdays. Uh, Due to uh, difficulty with my health, I think it's better that I cut down the amount of shows that I try to put out during the course of the week. And it's been, uh, it's been helping me been getting some rest and, uh, much needed rest. And hopefully we'll be in a little better shape in the weeks and months to come. And uh, maybe we'll get back to it at some point. Maybe we'll, we'll be back to a format where we could do three days a week, maybe four days a week, three days a week on this format. And then maybe, you know, maybe another day we got, uh, Yubnub, I just want to announce this at Yubnub, uh, dot social. If you look for the Truth Must Be Told podcast at there at that location, Yubnub.social, you'll be able to uh, watch the shows as opposed to listening to them. You can see my beautiful, handsome face. And uh, you'll be able to uh, um, interact with me there as well. And maybe they're going to be going into a live format very, very soon, and I'll make an announcement when I'm able to start doing that. Because it would be, uh, it opens up a whole new uh, area for me. But uh, all right. So, what we got going on today? Well, more than 30 tornadoes reported um, across um, six states. And there's just scenes of devastation across the country's Midwest right now. Mayfield, Kentucky, uh, the whole city was, the town was nearly leveled due to a long tornado track. Um, Homes and buildings were torn apart. A candle factory collapsed where there were over 100 people working when the tornado struck it. The death toll could rise to over 100, according to the Kentucky governor, most devastating tornado event in our state's history. In Illinois, the Amazon confirms there was a death at their uh, facility there. There was an Amazon facility in Illinois, and things were, were um, torn apart there. In um, Monette, Arkansas, a wall uh, for an, at a nursing home collapsed, and, and one at least reported dead and five injured, as far as they could tell. This was early reports that I got. And... Um, there's much pain and suffering there. Uh, please pray for those families that are affected by this and pray for the first responders and volunteers who have been uh, out there to help 
And if there's anything, and if there's anything you could do for them, look up online and see if you can assist in some way. Um, but yeah, this is uh, the Kentucky governor said it's the most devastating tornado event in our state's history. And it can be a bit upsetting. I know people are wondering, like, why? Usually the question is when, when stuff like this happens is they always ask, why does God allow this sort of thing to happen? You know, it's we're, we are in a damaged world, okay? There are several reasons why God would allow something like this to happen. Uh, one is to you know, maybe get the attention of Christians, which is, I think, one of the reasons we have this, uh, the election turned out the way it did and, and stuff. You know, God gave us a wicked king, and it's kind of, um, it's kind of his his way of saying, okay, wake up, you know, wake up and, and pay attention. Um, also, I don't know how many of those that died were Christians. I mean, it was time for them to go home. I mean, God holds our lives. So it can be a very, he holds our lives in his hands. It's it's like a key to an organ. He holds it down and it'll continue to play until you let that key off. And maybe it was time for people to go home. We don't know. We know that day is appointed. It's appointed for men once to die. After that, the judgment, we have an appointment. We all have an appointment with death. Every single one of us, myself included. It's the one guarantee in the world is uh, one guarantee. A hundred percent of people in this world are going to die. That I know for sure. But it doesn't hurt, it doesn't lessen the pain of those who are going through this. And if you're listening out in that area, know this, that there are many people praying for you. We're praying for the first responders that are out there who are going through that devastation and the recovery effort to try to find people alive in there. It's always possible. We pray for miracles. But uh, we just need to pray. We need to pray for those people. It's a devastating thing. I couldn't even imagine what it's like. And we get tornado warnings over here in Alabama quite a bit, down here in the southern area, where we have these really strange things. I mean, that tornado, long, what they what they call it, a long-term, long-track tornado, saying that it traveled maybe 150, 200 miles on the ground, just ripping things apart as it went. A friend of mine that lives out in uh, Illinois, he's he was spared. I'm thankful for that, but it's, there's also, it's just sad for me. It's very hard to look at the lives of people devastated by this. People who lost their homes, they lost their businesses. So we need to pray. And uh, I, I don't want to get into too much, like I said, uh, uh, well, I've always said that, but let's, let's face it, um, in light of all this that's happening Our president decided that it would be better if he showed up on The Tonight Show than start heading towards the disaster area where these people were devastated by what's happening. He should be boots on the ground first thing there, but that's my opinion. I'm entitled to it. 
So again, if there's anything you could do for these folks, there's, uh, I saw on Facebook, there was actually somebody putting a fund together to help with the pets and the animals that were dislocated or injured. Well, dislocated from their homes or, or, or injured. And so there's a, there's a relief effort going there too. It's the one thing about America, and I don't care where you're from, all right? As much as I, you know, as I, uh, I teased about being, in, you know, coming from New York, and sometimes New Yorkers don't care, well, 9-11 showed us that they did. Thousands of people got together and did what they could to help. Um, I was working as a manager for Radio Shack at the time, our Times Square store, uh, donated satellite dishes and everything else so that to help with the fire department get communication back up. Ham radio operators went down there. I'm a ham radio operator as well. And they all went down there to help with communications because the fire department, police department, ambulances, all their towers, all their antennas were knocked up when the um, Twin Towers fell. So we need to... Um, you know, people in America are good, and they will rally when a rally cry is sent. And so if you can, if you can do nothing else, pray. If there's some way you can assist financially, then definitely put it out there. Help out. Um, and there's a lot of, lot of things out there in, um, in what's happening. I'm a little devastated by it, and in fact, myself, and putting this thing together today because it was just really, really hard. Uh, I wouldn't want that to happen to any of my family or friends. And I was saw some videos are starting to come out where they're interviewing people that lost their businesses, lost their homes. Very sad. Very, very sad. All right. What else is happening in the news? Well... The Democrats, as usual, are in deep denial. In the midst of civil unrest, this tragedy in the Midwest, rising gas prices, murderous attacks on people from a man in an SUV, you know, Axine and Dates May, and a supply chain problem, they are merrily claiming that none of this exists. I watched two Dems on the news the other day straight out lie that there's no violent crimes on our street. What are you talking about? There's no violent crimes. And, oh, yeah, and the, they were mostly peaceful riots. They weren't, they were mostly peaceful protests. They weren't violent, you know, and, and Anna Nicole married for love. I mean, these were all, you know, you know, they're boasting that gas prices are lowering. Yeah, they're down by nine cents. But they ignore the fact that the prices rose over $1.70 in the past 10 months. You know, just before Thanksgiving, old Peppermint Patty Saki there said that the price of a turkey only went up a dollar. Yeah, sure. I don't know where she's getting her stuff. Oh, yeah, the other thing that they're, that they're touting is that the uh, SUV that ran over those people at the parade, it was, it was the SUV, it wasn't the driver. His lame dialogue about Kyle Rittenhouse, that still continues. Jesse Smollett, hey, he was found guilty, but you know what? He's appealing. He's appealing for what? 
How are you going to ask for an appeal on this? You have to have some kind of a, I don't know. It just, you, you just, I don't think you could just say, yeah, I want to appeal this because I didn't like the way it came out. I think you have to have reasons. I, I don't know whether that's going to happen or not. Uh, both the Cuomo brothers are in hot water. And we just know that uh, Chris Cuomo uh, got fired from CNN. Can't imagine why. He was trying to help his brother, who was had all these um, sexual allegations brought against him. It's just crazy, right? Crazy stuff going on. I don't know if you heard, but the uh, Fox News put a uh, Christmas tree out in front. They called it the Freedom Tree, I believe. It was just beautiful. It had 100,000 lights on it and ornaments and this gorgeous, gorgeous tree. And some schlemiel lit it on fire. Uh, but according to, like, the Wall Street Journal and stuff like that, it wasn't, it, it caught fire. It wasn't arson. It wasn't arson. It caught fire. Again, they're trying to ignore what's going on. Why do we want to ignore the truth? And, well, of course, the arsonist was released on bail, and even though he has a criminal record, he gets released on, they have this no-bail stuff. And I don't wonder why crime is so prevalent in our country today. It's because criminals know they're not going to, what are they going to do? They're going to get a slap on the wrist, they're going to get let go. This isn't the first time this has happened, though. Um, my family has a friend um, who was a police officer in New York for many, many years in Manhattan. And he told us things like, uh, you know, they, 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 there was one time, I forgot who it was, I don't know what mayor it was under, I don't remember the exact year. It has to be somewhere after 76, somewhere in there. And uh, I will not call this man's name because I don't want him getting into trouble. But uh, he told us that the uh, the courts and their, the politicians decided that they were going to let felons loose on the street because the crowd it was overcrowding in the jail. And the funny, you know, and so here's the thing. He told me, he said, Sal, they let this rapist out. He's not on the, he's not on the, on the, on the, he hasn't hit the bricks for two hours and he raped somebody else and he's right back in jail again. I think we could define those as career criminals. And then he said to make this worse, they told us that we have to make, I think he said, I forgot what he said, uh, it was a hundred, a hundred more felony arrests a month. Okay, so you're releasing felons from prison, but you're telling the police that they have to make 100 more felony arrests a month for each each cop or each district, however it worked. I don't know how it worked. I don't remember. It's been a long time ago. And he said, it's ridiculous. He says, now, if you told us we, we need to use 100 more bullets a month, then we might be able to clean the problem up. <laughs> and as sad as that is, you know, it's just... You know these these guys. They let these they let these prisoners out on bail, and it, 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 with no bail, they get a promise to a tier a promise to appear ticket. 
And they are, uh, yeah, it's a PTA. PTA promised to appear. And they, they and they're not going to appear. And then they're not going to go after me. They're not going to waste their resources. And then we have a, was it in Massachusetts now? They just nominated or, or put into place an attorney general who's supposed to support the laws, but she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to make arrests for certain. It's just crazy. This world has gone crazy. This world's got absolutely nuts. All right, we'll be right back. So what is happening in this world today? That is such a loaded question. And at times I wonder where do I begin to even tell us, tell, tell, it would begin to explain it. Um, I don't know how many of you Christians out there remember a dear brother named Carmen. He's a good, good guinea like me. And Carmen, um, he's gone now. He passed away on February 16th of this year. Went on to be with the Lord. and uh, But he was a gifted songwriter, musician, artist. I mean, he won, you know, he won a lot of awards and this, that, and the other, but... The power behind his music was, was uh, almost. He wrote a song called "It's Our Turn Now," and he sang it with Petra. And maybe I'm going to use him as a little philosophy thing here right now, a little way to make a point. Is what I should say. All right, so he's in this song. It's our turn. I can't play it for you because of copyright things. Like I would love to just play the song, but I can't. So the ball got dropped in 62. They wouldn't let children pray in school. Violent crime began to rise. The grades went down and the kids got high. Free love, gay rights, no absolutes, abortion on demand. It brought VD, AIDS, and no morality. Today no, one's from, no one, today no one knows right from wrong. There's blood on people's hands. World, you had your turn at bat. Now stand back and see. And the song goes on to say, it's our turn now, that the church is going to rise. And, you know, would to God that be true. He wrote another song in 1993 called America Again, and I am going to read the whole thing because this is, chiefly the song was done as a, a monologue with very very little singing. But it brings a point off of our, uh, out of our history books. It's called America Again, written in 1993. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Samuel Adams, First Chief Justice John Jay. Names synonymous with the spirit of our country. 
the founding fathers of the USA. For over 200 years, uh, over 200 years ago, they shook off the chains of tyranny from Great Britain by divine call. Citing 27 biblical violations, they wrote the Declaration of Independence with liberty and justice for all. But something happened since Jefferson called the Bible the cornerstone for American liberty, then put it in our schools as a, as a light. Or since give me liberty or give me death, Patrick Henry said, our country was founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we've eliminated God from the equation of American life, thus eliminating the reason this nation first began. From beyond the grave, I hear the voices of our founding fathers plead, you need God in America again. Of the 55 men who framed the Constitution, 52 of them were active members of their church. Founding fathers like Noah Webster, who wrote the first dictionary, could literally quote the Bible chapter and verse. James Madison said, We staked our future on our ability to follow the Ten Commandments with all our heart. These men believed you couldn't even call yourself an American if you subvert the Word of God. In his farewell address, Washington said, you can't have national morality apart from religious principle. And it's true. Because right now we have nearly 150,000 kids carrying guns to these war zones we call public schools. In the 40s and 50s, student problems were chewing gum and talking. In the 90s, rape and murder are the trend. The only way this nation can even hope to last this decade is to put God in America again. Abe Lincoln said the philosophy, of the, the philosophy of the classroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. So when you eliminate the word of God from the classroom and politics, you eliminate the nation that word protects. America is now number one in teen pregnancy and violent crime, number one in illiteracy, drug use, and divorce. Every day a new holocaust of 5,000 unborn die, while pornography floods our streets like open sewers. America's dead and dying hand is on the threshold of the church, while the spirit of Sodom and Gomorrah vex us all. When it gets to the point where people would rather come out of the closet than clean it, it's a sign that the judgment of God is going to fall. If there's ever been a time to rise up church, it's now. And as the, and as the blood-bought saints of the living God proclaim, that it's time to sound the alarm from the church house to the White House and say, we want God in America again. I believe it's time for America to stand up and proclaim that one nation under God is our demand and send this evil lifestyle back to Satan where it came from and let the word of God revive our dying land. For Jesus is coming back again in all his glory and every eye shall see him on that day. And that's why a new anointing of God's power is coming on us to boldly tell the world you must be saved. Because astrology won't save you. Your horoscope won't save you. The Bible says these things are all a farce. If you're born again, you don't need to look to the stars for your answers because you can look to the very one who made those stars. History tells us time and again to live like there's no God makes you a fool. If you want to see kids live right, stop handing out condoms and start handing out the Word of God in schools. The only hope for America is Jesus. 
The only hope for our country is him. If we repent of our ways, stand firm and say, we need God in America again. Excuse me. Excuse me for getting a little emotional on that one. You know, as much as I would love to see revival in this land, I don't think we're going to see it right now. I think we're going to see mighty revival during the Great Tribulation. Thousands of people are going to come to Christ. It's a little too late, though. They have to go through the Great Tribulation. But the pathway of this present world is is laying that of the way for the Antichrist. It's not laying the groundwork for our God to return our God to to heal this land. And we do need a healing in this land, but I don't know if it's gonna come. I'm hoping it does, I'm praying it does. But what I'm seeing, according to Bible prophecy, and do you know that when you study prophecy, you have a blessing from God? Did you know that? <sighs> blessed is the one who reads the word of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. That was Revelation chapter 1. Look, the Bible tells us that in the last days... Um, we would see certain things that would lead to Christ's return. He told us about wars, rumors of wars, weather changes, pestilence, earthquakes, floods, etc. Tornadoes that just rip through those six states is a prime example. He also told us that as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be before the coming of the Son of Man. They were married. They were giving in marriage. In other words, they were just having sex with each other. The Bible tells us that in the last days, I think it's in Timothy. Uh, is it 1 Timothy 4? Let me see if I'm correct here. Spirit clearly says that in the latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. They want to do away with beef. Now, because it's going to save the planet. You're going to be limited. And even if they don't put restrictions on the beef, the prices may be too high that you won't be able to afford to get it. Matthew 24, where Jesus talks about the last days coming on this earth, really has a lot more to do with the Jews than it does with the church. Because the church isn't going to be there. Uh, seven years of tribulation are going to strike this earth very soon. We know that seven years because of the book of Daniel. The earth is about to enter a time called Jacob's Trouble or the 70th week of Daniel. And if you study Daniel, you'll find it parallels Revelation. 
People are trying to tell you there's there's movements out there like crazy right now. I see it on websites. I see it on social media. That the rapture is going to, that the pre-tribulation rapture is what I believe. That before the tribulation starts, the church is going to be removed. Um, Paul told the Thessalonians not to be ignorant. Let me... Uh, let me read that for you. It's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. It says this. Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those, those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep with him. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive who are still who are left till the coming of the Lord will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up, I love that term, caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, comfort, therefore, encourage each other with these words. Um, the term caught up is a harpazo in the Greek, and it means a snatching away. That violent, I went through that. You can go back on my show and, and listen to those all over again. I'm not going to rehash that. Then Paul tells the Corinthians in, in, uh, this. He says, listen, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we will be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with the immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. In a flash, in a twinkling of an eye. This is how we, we talk about it. Coincides with the Thessalonians chapter. But Sal, the church, is, is the, the church has got to go through the Great Tribulation. Let me go in here and talk to you about that. Concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him. So here's Thessalonians, now 2 Thessalonians. We ask you, brothers, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by some prophecy or report or letter supposed to have come from us, saying that the day of the Lord has already come. So already people, there was a false doctrine, a false teaching out there already. In, Thessal in Thessalonica during this time, the Thessalonians were getting concerned that, hey, the day of the Lord already came. Let's prophesy. We're in the Great Tribulation. Oh. Mm. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed. The man doomed to destruction. He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or worshipped. 
so that he sets himself up in God's temple and proclaim, proclaiming himself to be God. Now, this is the uh, expanded translation of that verse. And I think it really hits home, and we'll explain it to you very solidly here. This is the expanded translation that's taken right from the Greek. Okay? This is a word-by-word translation in the Greek. Okay? Do not, do not begin to allow anyone to lead you astray in any way, because that day shall not come except the aforementioned departure of the church to heaven comes first, and the man of lawlessness is disclosed. Yeah, you know, we, we're seeing this falling away, this thing, but this means aforementioned departure of the church to heaven. So he just talked about it in First Thessalonians, and he's telling them here in this verse, no, that day will not come except, what day? The day of the Lord, the, the, the tribulation, will not come until the departure of the church. It's the departure of the church that's going to seal the deal and bring in the great tribulation. Don't know exactly when that's going to happen. All right, there's no, there's no, um, there's no um, time set. God says, Jesus said of that day and that hour, no man knows. We don't know. He's going to come like a thief in the night. Paul's told the, Thess- the Thessalonians that. He's coming like a thief in the night. And you've got to be ready. You've got to be ready. Because that day... Now, brothers, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying, peace and safety, we've saved the world. Destruction will come upon them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all sons of the night and sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be alert and self-controlled. Okay, so... And Oh, yeah, well, let me go on with this, because this is important. Um, For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night, but... Since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. Uh, note that verse there. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through Jesus Christ. God has not appointed us to wrath. No. Christians, um, God hasn't appointed us to wrath. He's He's not set it up so that we're going to go through this great tribulation because this is God's wrath on mankind. 
even the book of Revelation says it. Woe unto the people because the wrath of the Lamb is about the wrath of the this is This is going to happen, okay? You know, God's going to come and he is going to take his children away. Jesus is going to come for his bride and we will be kept, safely kept with him for those seven years during the Great Tribulation period. That's where we'll be. Then we'll return with him. If you want more on that, we can go into a Revelation Bible study. Let me know. Reach me at thetruthmustbetold.org. Now, so many things I want to say. But don't let this time... Look, it's time to redeem the time. We got to get right with God. You got to get right with God. Either get right or get left. Don't want you to get left. Don't want you to get left behind. As even though you may get saved during the Great Tribulation, why do you want to go through that? You know, God has given you a written invitation. Don't wait. Here's your written invitation. It's His Word. It's His Holy Word. This is His invitation to you. He said, call upon me while I'm near. Seek me while I may be found. Call upon me while I'm near. It's time for you to call upon God. And all you have to do is just cry out to him. Say, God, I know I'm a sinner. I need to be saved. Say it in your own words. I, I can't tell you the words to say. There's no magical formula. It's just you communing with God and telling him that you need salvation. If you've prayed a prayer and you want some more information, information you could reach me at thetruthmustbetold.org. That's thetruthmustbetold.org. And uh, be sure to tune in to the, to the podcasts in the upcoming weeks. We're going to have a very special Christmas program. And we will be covering some uh, other things on satanic influences and politics. But don't put off waiting to accept Jesus. Accept him now. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on The Truth Must Be Told. God bless you.